When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to the Chelsea. Here we are. Second appearance of the week. And we've got a streamlined show for you today because there's no one else in the building. So it's just me and Gary Hayes, the mysterious man with a swimming pool. Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm very good. I'm really relaxed. I've been swimming. I've been tanning. You know, heat wave. What heat wave? You still look a bit pink. Well, not pink, mate. It's just probably the uh, the colouring on my camera. Oh, oh, what your special pink filter? Yeah, but you know they, they, sun, these these webcams always know. bring up too much red, don't they? Too many reds and greens. That's true, they do. But so if yeah, you, if you look to me well. here, you, you'd think I was lovely and olive, and Andy had to go to Greece and pay whatever he paid for his lobster and his tan, and yeah, you know, I've got mine for free. Absolutely, and on. But Zoom, I am it's off hilarious. to Greece anyway. But there you go. So there I've got my base go. layer in. Following the herds down to Greece. Fair enough. Mm. Excellent. Where are you going? Anywhere nice? Well, it's all nice, Greece. On holiday, nothing is wasted. Exactly. That's where, where I'm are you going. going though. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. It's on the mainland. You know. I don't know so, the name some, of it. Somewhere foreign. Excellent. I think we probably should move on from this conversation. It's not really. I can't remember the name of the town. It's a little town. It's in a like. It's in the mountains, and it's a beautiful little hideaway that's not filled with tourists. And it's in a little cove where I can just go and not see anyone. Well, if you don't know the name, let's hope it's not hidden away so much you can't find it. True. You know, because all I'm thinking is worrying about your holiday. When you're sat on your ass going up the the tracks, (laughs) you know. But uh, anyway, look, we should get on to the, the subject in hand, which is a very, very serious one. It's Tottenham at home, Gary. Are you scared? Are you frightened? Are you worried? Are you concerned? What's going through your mind? I'm never scared by Tottenham, but I am wary of them. Okay, that's kind of nearly scared, isn't it? No, it's just saying, let's not get too you know uh, complacent here. We know it's Tottenham. We know that we're, I think, <clears throat> as a 11 versus 11, we're a better team. I think they've got 
maybe one or two players that we would like in our team, you know, namely Harry Kane. But um, I, I still think that with all the stuff that we've gone through in the last year or so, and I think we're a better team. I just think that they're maybe a little bit further ahead of us because they've been able to do a lot of stuff earlier. You know, Conte was doing stuff in a January window and then he's drilled them this summer. They're looking very much like a Conte team now, which we know firsthand that's a concern because when Conte's happy, his teams are very good. Um, I don't see this game being like it was last season where we had it all our own way and it was just comical. You know, four games, we won 8 nil on aggregate. I don't see that happening this season if we played them four times. Obviously, we're going to play them twice. But um, but then it's Spurs and I'm not trying to write them off. I don't, I don't think that there's this idea of Spurs. It's just funny when stuff happens, you can use it against them. But they're a better team now than they were when he took over, um, which is a concern. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's done a Conte thing on them, hasn't he? He's thrown all the toys out of the pram. He's got obviously completely irate, threatened to walk away, done the whole tantrum thing, has got what he wanted. He's been allowed to buy these players. And on the, from what I can see, what little we can see so far, they all seem to be decent buys. I mean, since January... Have you been impressed with anyone? I've been really impressed with Kudashevsky, of course. Everyone talks about. But Bentoncourt looks good as well. Yeah, I think they've just signed players that suit the system he wants. They're not players that would necessarily jump out from names linked to clubs or you know players that you want to go after. But I think that's always been the good thing about Conte is that he signs or he works with players who fit into a system. Look what he did with Victor Moses. Look what he did with Marcus Alonso. I remember when we signed Alonso and everyone was complaining and then the Arsenal game happened and he, he changed everything at half time and then that sort of set us on the way to winning the title in 16-17. I think, and you know, we're talking about Alonso now because he's potentially leaving. He might have left by the time this comes out. But, he brought Alonso in. I think Chelsea have drained every ounce of ability out of Alonso now that it sort of is time for Alonso to go. But Alonso is a great servant for Chelsea. And you look at what Conte got out of him and when he brought him in, he was an unfancied player, but he fitted the system. He came in and had Victor Moses, who was just adrift, going nowhere, and he made him into a Premier League winner. And that 16-17 season is probably the best right wing back in the world. It, it was incredible what he did with him. So I think that that's what's so good about Conte, that he does that with teams and he does it with players. I think the Spurs aren't the same team that what Chelsea, as what Chelsea had in 16 when he came in six years ago because Chelsea had better talents. We had Hazard, we had Fabregas, we had Diego Costa. Maybe Kane was, is better than Costa. But you know, I think Chelsea's depth that they had then, he didn't have to take... A, I know we'd finished 10th the season before, but that was a, a complete anomaly. But he didn't have to take us from as far back as he's had to take Spurs. So I think that... you know, This is a Chelsea podcast, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But we're, talk, we're thinking Chelsea should be challenging for titles and stuff. I think the Spurs team under Conte now is going to be challenging for the title. I think they're yeah, going to push I've, Liverpool I've... and City a lot closer than they have done in the last few seasons. And Alison said in the last episode, I think this game's maybe coming a bit too early for us. And I think it is. I don't think we're going to get overrun. I maybe don't think we're going to lose. I think it's touch and go if we, whether we win or lose. I just don't think there's that big a gap between Chelsea and Spurs at the moment as there has been in recent years. Do you think that Chelsea 
can get themselves into a position whereby we are challenging at the weekend against Tottenham. Do you think that that actually depends on the way we play more than the personnel? I.e., do you think, we've talked about it, and this isn't player baiting, it's not picking on players. Do you think this is absolutely the kind of game that Jorginho won't start and we'll see Kovacic in, if he's fit? that you'll see probably Kovacic and Kante. That's my prediction for the game. What do you think? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think because the way Spurs will play is they're going to be up and at us and it's going to be a quick game. I think it's going to be, entertainment-wise, it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, We're not going to have it all our own way, but nor should we because you're playing a a top-four team in the Premier League and they're going to have their threats and they're going to cause us problems whether we're at Whitehall Lane or Stamford Bridge. Um... You know, let, let's not big Spurs up too much. I don't think that this is like, oh, they're massive favourites for this. I just think it's, a, it's more even than it has been in recent years. Because you, you look at the results, the last two seasons, they've scored one goal against us in seven games. And that was in the Cup, uh, in the EFL Cup. Remember when we um, we were winning and then they got that uh, late goal and then they won on the penalties. You know, that was the, I think it was Mendy's debut that night as well. Um, so in the last two seasons, we played them seven times and they've scored once. So, you know, they, they've got other threats, of course they have, but I just don't think that it's just the distance between the teams is what it has been. But I think if we play Kovacic, where we're able to play more dynamic football, then what that does is it turns... Because Spurs are going to want to get us and attack and they're going to want to counter. And But I think by playing Kovacic or someone like him, it opens a game up a bit more where it doesn't give them time to get back and get their shape, whereas we can turn them and cause them, cause them problems because our front three is better than their front three on average, right? I think if you put Kane through the middle at Chelsea, it's an incredible front three. But I just think looking at it completely, that I would say ours is on average better than theirs because I think Kane is the big threat. I think Son is a obviously a good player, but I don't think he's better than what we have. Um, so I think there's, there's strengths and weaknesses in both teams, but I just think that in that midfield area, I would like to see Kovacic playing because we spoke about it before, didn't we? You look at two of the best performances from Chelsea last season, um, the Liverpool game when we drew two all, it started off poorly, right? Went 2-0 down, but the way we played in that game, that was sort of like, we said it at the time, it felt like a turning point of this is how we usurp City and Liverpool by playing this football because that is Chelsea. It felt like Chelsea again. And then there's times where we regress, where we still got the Sarri hangover, because that didn't feel like Chelsea that season. But then you look at Real Madrid. We played then. Jorginho didn't play in that game. He came on in the 105th minute as well. We played really high attacking football, and we just played Madrid off the park. Obviously, we were paying the price for what happened in the first leg, but we did enough that we could have won that game. We should have won that game. Well, we won the game, but we could have gone through, right? Um so that's how I like to see Chelsea play football. So I'd prefer to see Kovacic in there, which is the very long answer to your question. Yeah, it was very long. I mean, we're nearly in next week's episodes now. But Who have we got okay. next? <laughs> but there's also something. Do you think at some point this season we will say we will see Kukurea and Chilwell play in the same team? And how would that work? Can you see them playing one behind the other? It just looks as though Kukurea, what little we've seen. And hey, look, he could play the next game and be absolutely awful. And we go, oh, my God. 
but he already looks too classy to be able to stay on the bench all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's already said that he wants to sign. He signed him as a a player who can play left wing back and on the left side of a three. Um, I know he's got limited height in terms, but I, I don't think the height comes into it unless he's set pieces anyway. Uh, it's not like he's going to be getting bombarded with balls consistently in open play. Obviously, that happens at times, but um, it's more a set piece threat with with stuff like that, right? So. I think you could see Chilwell and him playing together, certainly, because that allows him to be fluid. That if the game gives an opportunity where Kukure is able to break beyond Chilwell, that Chilwell sets back. But don't get me wrong, Chilwell is the out-and-out starter when he's fit because he, I think he's probably the best left wing-back in the country right now. Um, yeah, but I, I think that Kukurea is a, a fantastic footballer who may well be better than other players in that side. I agree with you. For yeah, me, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I think you, you look at they'll it. Fit, they'll have to fit him in is what yeah, I'm saying, ultimately. He, he tried to play Saar as a left wing back and a left-sided defender last season, right? Saar's not going to be anywhere near this first team unless there's injuries or suspension. So I think Chelsea's strongest back line would probably be, in terms of that three... Kukurea, Thiago Silva and Koulibaly maybe. Um, Asby being rotated. You know, support for Rhys James. I think we've got the weakness on the right because it literally is just James, right? Um, I know we're talking Asby, uh, we're talking Asby there, but Asby doesn't give the same dynamism as what Chilwell and Kukurea will do on the left. But they can play in the same team. Of course they can. Um and he and he said that he has said that's why he brought him in because he can play both positions. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch because it's it's almost like unpacking your toys, isn't it? With new players, you get to see a little bit. You see this, you see that, and it'd be very interesting to see how these players are saying. I don't know, January or February, when they've established themselves one way or another as a fan favorite or somebody you can't bear to see on the team sheet. I just have a feeling all of them look very decent and have already made a solid start to their careers. So, so we'll see how that develops. The, the other thing I think is interesting against Tottenham, Raheem Sterling. I think we need, when you see him at his very best, and we've talked about this regularly, he's one of those players, he wants the ball to come on to not be waiting for it and then twist and turn. Yeah, he can do all that. But his threat when he accelerates is something else, isn't it? And we've got to find a way of utilising that. Yeah, but it's a threat from him, Havertz and Mount. And I think that you saw, you know, it's one game in isolation. So I I, I think it's important that we don't get carried away. We can't just look at one game and think, oh yeah, this is amazing, this is amazing. But I think that Sterling, for one, he stays on side. Yeah, I know he scored a goal where it was unfortunate in the way it came to him that he was offside, but he stays on side. He's a very, very intelligent player and he's got incredible pace to really, you know, um, push teams back and get beyond them as well. But you can't, you've got to play from, it's almost like Fabregas was, if we had a Fabregas in this team, it'd be perfect. Cause you look at the relationship we had with Costa and when, you know, um, Conte was manager as well. And when uh, Jose was manager that, 
he would get the ball and we would just go and we would turn teams so quick that it would go from front to back so quick that I love seeing Chelsea play like that. There's not too many touches. You don't need that. You don't need to hem the team in where there's, everything's compressed and you can't really do much. Cause those players, they're explosive players. They want to get in behind them. They're not... Messi who wants to take on five players got this really close control they want to get the ball and they want to break beyond the players and they want to exploit them um, Sterling Havertz and Mount can all do that yeah no I, I think that's absolutely true and it's going to be interesting to watch the evolution of this side because it is happening one way or another this is changing and this team again we always talk about the time we'll start being able to tell where we are is January, February time for the whole team. So so let's see what's happening. Okay, so the Tottenham game, it's not the be-all and end-all, whatever the result. But what do you think we have to watch out for the most? And what do you think Tuchel... I know that we would love to see us attack them. I'm not sure if that's in Tuchel's makeup. He will try and protect certain areas first, don't you think? And where do you think are the main concerns for you about Tottenham? Because at the moment, they scored four against Southampton and Kane and Son didn't really even get a look in. Well, the, the concerns around Spurs are the same as what they would have been last season, would have been Son and Kane. Regardless of what happened against Southampton, those two are their most potent goal threats. Uh, they've got an incredible relationship. They, you know, their combinations are such that I think they've got the the record of goal combinations between them in the Premier League. You know, since the the league started thirty years ago, I think that says a lot. Given the fact that Spurs haven't even, well, I say they haven't been close to winning the title. They could have won it in twenty sixteen, right? When we when we turned them over. Um, but I, yeah, I just think that they are the threats. Um, but then it's it's the system as well. I think that he's starting to use Sessignon. Sessignon's been a player that when he was at Fulham. People were talking about he went to Spurs maybe a bit too early, but he's been on the periphery and I think under Conte he's starting to mature a bit. They've got threats across that midfield. But then again, it's not something that we should be sat there losing sleep over. I think we look in and think, yeah, look, we, we know they're going to play because of those players. So how can we counter that? And the way we counter it is, you know, like we're saying, someone like Kovacic in midfield is going to turn the ball quick. You're going to be more dynamic. You can't be slow against Spurs. If you're slow, it allows them to get into position and attack more freely. And I think that's when you invite them onto you. You've got to push them back. And Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I, I think he will set his stall out to defend first and then we'll move forward from there, hopefully. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it's There may be new players on the on the bench come the weekend. We don't know. It's going to be fascinating. So... I guess we've come to that moment in our little chat where we have to do the prediction time. So what are your thoughts? How's this going to pan out? Well, I was a bit pessimistic against Everton um, because I'd, we just weren't sure, right? Because the, the, the body language, not that I pay attention to pre-season results, but it was a bit like there's a, it was a banana skin waiting to happen for all the reasons that we've spoken about. But after seeing that, it just sort of reminded me, okay, look, we've got a good manager here. The game management against Everton was great. Um, and Sterling is just Sterling. I think he's going to probably be our player of the season this year. Uh, yeah, I've, I've never made any secret of my admiration for him. Um, I'm going to go with 2-1 to Chelsea. Okay, no, I like that. Well, I'm going to have to stick with what I told Alison the other day when she asked me for my prediction. 
I'm going to go with two all, but I've just almost feel a last minute win. It's three two. I thought it was two all. It's three two to Chelsea, Gary. But remember, better, isn't it? Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. So, well, there you go. So, thank you very much for that. Well, Gary, I have to say I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be our first outing to Chelsea this season. Mm. It's it's a wonderful way to start. Look, it's also something, it's Tottenham. It doesn't allow you anything other than to go, the season has started. We are in it straight away. I'm going to be rocking up some new shirts as well for this season. Now I'm going more as a fan. I thought I've seen fans in their shirts and stuff, so I started buying them again. So I was able to get some classic shirts that um, they're probably knockoffs, but they feel real. They've still got the tags. Um, so I'm going to go to this game. I was thinking about it. I'm going to go to this game in my 98 to 2000 white away shirt, brand new. I might wear a nice, People... den- I might wear a nice denim yeah. over it. Nice pair of shorts. Decent pair of trainers. People yeah, think he's in white. The, ba- the badge is in the middle, Kel. Come on, if you know your kits, the badge is in the middle on that kit. So as, yeah, as, my, denim, as my denim sits over it, they will see I'm proper Chelsea. <laughs> my denim. Oh, my God. Oh, I might wear uh, some denim shorts. Actually, I might just wear some denim shorts of it as well, so that I'm going yeah. double denim. Oh, my God. I'm so oh, scared. Some denim short If anyone pants. would like to come with me instead of Gary... Please get in touch. I'm very, very afraid. Um, but, but yes, I mean, you could have got a job as a status quo roadie years ago, I think. But, more, uh, more E Street roadie, thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. Bross? Maybe Bross. Yeah, that would have been more it. Right, look, we are out of time, Gary. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you, even if you are in denim. Uh, double I'll denim I'll be rocking day. a lovely denim. Yes, well, oh, right. um, just for you, Kel, to celebrate the start you. of the season. Nice, that, crisp, white, never worn before Chelsea away shirt. Start as you mean to go on, mm. eh? Mm. All right, mate. Well, look, uh, we are out of time. That's been brilliant. Thank you for doing the preview with me. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We will be back, everyone, next week. Uh, Is Andy and back we then? Will... Andy should be back. Yes, he'll be back. He'll be back before he probably goes on another holiday, I would have thought. Uh, But yes, we'll be back. Come on, everyone. Let's keep the spirits up. Come on, you blues. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.